Hi everyone, my name is Michaela, and this is the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness, where we spotlight stories from our community to uplift the collective consciousness. Thank you for being here and enjoy the episode. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast. My name is Michaela. Today, I have with me Lada Seabold. Lada is here with us to share a little bit about life coaching, what life coaching can look like for you, and kind of how we might incorporate that with yoga. So let's start a little bit with an intro. So Lada, how are you feeling today? I'm wonderful. Thanks, Michaela. And thanks, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Tell us, where are you coming from this morning or this afternoon? <laughs> uh, well, usually I live in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico with my life partner. And right now I'm on vacation in my hometown, Berlin, in Germany. <laughs> yeah, so that's very exciting. That's really awesome. I'm glad that you can come to us from Germany. Um, wonderful. So I love that also. Mexico, beautiful. Yeah. Great. That sounds like an awesome place to live. Have you been there in the West? Yes, I've been to Mexico. Yes, I've been to uh, Cozumel. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm actually, my parents are, my grandparents are from Mexico. I'm half Mexican. So yes. Oh, that's amazing. And I just really love it. It's so great. And, you know, being able to share the gift of yoga over there, personal training, it's just so beautiful. I the bet country, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Come and move my Vinyasa practice to Mexico. Right. Or do a second branch. <laughs> yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do, what life coaching is, how you came to life coaching. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to rant on about that a little bit. Okay. So as I introduced myself, I'm Lotta and I'm part of Fitwell Fusion with my life partner, Ryan, and uh, we're both health practitioners. So what we define for us, what a health practitioner is, we're both 500 hour certified yoga teachers with my vinyasa practice, of course. We're, <laughs> we're personal trainers, holistic life coaches, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, and also nutritionists, because we really find this all works together really well. We can sort of make a great health package, and um, it's all whole looks at the body, and there's something for everybody, because as you guys know, not every student in yoga is the same, not every client in coaching. It's just really uh, important. And I'm also really loving mindset coaching. I love to geek out about words and language. Actually taking a course right now because I also believe in constantly improving myself and just learning and studying. So um, yeah, um, Fitwell Fusion, that's our business. And we also have a podcast. I just told Michaela, usually I'm the one interviewing and not the one uh, sharing all the information. So I really appreciate being here. And our podcast is about health and wellness topics, everything I mentioned before, and it is topics related to moon movement, mindset, and nutrition. And we're also having courses right now on Udemy, which is a website that we just offer them. Um, yeah. And to me, it was actually really funny how I came to yoga because I, I, I started doing yoga a little bit, you know, dabbling into it liking it, not super dedicated. And then I really enjoyed acrobatic yoga, which is a branch of yoga that I'm not sure if many people know. Uh, doesn't have to do that much with normal, in quotes, yoga anymore. It's very acrobatic. You're flying on other people. 
And that led me to being like, okay, well, if I'm doing crazy things with my body, I want to level up. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. I want to support that. And then I also really found the teacher in me that wanted to share stuff and have more knowledge. And then in 2020, I believe, um, we both signed up for MVP, the 200 hours back then. And I never wanted to be a teacher. I didn't see myself as a teacher. And then it happened. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm good at this. I love sharing this. Um, so that's how that came along. And from there, uh, we started tying everything together, trying to see what works. And uh, here we are with our business and wanting to share life coaching. Uh, just to uh, let you guys know, this life coaching, as um, Ryan and I learned it, is from Paul Czech. That's the Czech Institute. And I just wanted to say there's so many different ways of doing things. As you guys know, there's, oh my God, myriads, millions of different ways how to see it, things. And then you're seeing redundancies. Things are... Um, repetitive and they're just phrased differently so it's so beautiful that everybody can really um, find their own thing that resonates with them so this is not the only way how to do lifestyle coaching or life coaching or any type of coaching whatsoever that's just the one we really resonate with yeah should I keep the rant on and tell you what life coaching is yep Miguel is nodding perfect <laughs> okay so um since this is an approach and it has tools to it, it follows a one, two, three, four approach. Uh, actually, what I wanted to say before, this is called holistic lifestyle coaching. Um, and to be honest, first, I was like, this is a crazy name because what do I know to coach somebody else's life? That's why I did wanted to bring this all together and call it a health professional and just say, mindset coaching or just guidance because the name itself needs some refinement for sure um anyway what i really love about it is holistic wholeness to look at everything together uh, to really look at all parts of the body and that's where it really correlates with yoga because it um we're looking at the physical side the emotional the mental and the spiritual and it all ties in together it's not that we're like oh I'm a personal trainer, we're just looking at your body. Or, oh, now I'm a nutritionist, we're only looking at the diet. We're tying everything together because it all correlates. Yeah, so as I mentioned, the one, two, three, four approach, um, we're talking about, and that's his words, and uh, for me, they resonate. So we're talking about one love, two forces, three choices, and four doctors. Those are the foundational principles. And I want to explain now what they are. So one love. This is really, what do you love? What do you want to spend your life doing? What's your purpose? What's your dream? What's your core values? What are you here to do on this earth for? Um, and how do you express your love? You can also call it unique soul expression. As you can see, I'm just offering some explanations. You can really choose what you like. But essentially, it's the love or the dream. And you're wanting to align your whole life towards that because then you can say, okay, well, this is my purpose. As for me, it's, for example, to, to share with others, to uplift others, to guide them, and also to improve myself constantly. So 
everything I want to do is going to be wanting to align with that love. And then I can see, okay, well, these things do not align with what I want to do. So um, these might not be things I want to pursue more of. Some I might have to, but, you know, we can slowly weed them out and really focusing, what are we here to do? Okay, and then we have the two forces. Now you guys are going to know all of what I'm talking about because we're talking about yin and yang, which we need to balance. So, of course, I'm just going to quick recap how we see yin and yang in the, um, in the life coaching. So yin is, it's calm, right? We also call this working in as in you take the energy back to you. For, of course, yin yoga, for example, or breath work or restorative yoga are all great examples. Gives you energy. You do them, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm feeling so much more energy. And then on the other hand, you have yang. This might be workouts. This might be you actually working, like going to work or you talking or you doing something. So it, it gives the energy away. And then we really want to balance those two because um, as you guys know, I'm, I'm sure too much of one leaves you well, imbalanced and not able to live to your full potential. You might either be too, um, too moving, too jittery, too, oh my God, um, Michelle also calls that chitariti and things are going around and whoa, or you might be so calm that you're just drawing everything in you're not moving your thoughts are like going through mud as you can tell we really need the balance to make this nice and then from there we're going to three choices so how do you choose in your life um first of all you want to be the one that decides in your life because if you're not the one decides who is it who are you letting decide so if you're noticing it's your partner, your boss, your family, whoever deciding, look at how you can actually lead those choices. And then to come back to the first point, connect them, tie them together with your dreams so that you can take your choices and align them with your dream. So those two together can really um, create some crazy force there to get you to where you want to be. And um, then, so then once you, um, once you're really sure that you're the one taking the choices, you have three options, right? You can say yes, you can say no, or you don't do a decision. And here you can even go further and say, okay, well, I have my dream team of people. They're really supporting me. And this could be anybody. Um, can be as little or big as you want. And now you can say, okay, well, my say yes, or my optimal choice in that term is this choice is positive for all of us. So as we see, this is optimal. This is great. Nobody gets any negative um, um, repercussions from that. And then we have the suboptimal sub choice, which um, excludes people. Like it might, be a, it might be a good choice for you. It might be a good choice at that time, but it maybe didn't consider everybody else. Maybe somebody feels left out or it's going to harm them or whatever. So um, this is, is still a choice. You did a choice and it's good to do a choice, but you know, it is also suboptimal. There's a time and place for that, no doubt. Um, just so that you know, okay, what type of choice is this? And then you have no decision, so no choice. 
and we get a, again two options there because we can either say okay well i'm overwhelmed i gotta step out let's look at the information i have and with a bit more information i'll decide that's okay but if you then be like okay well i'm not going to decide at all well then you know your tomorrow is going to equal today i think this uh, phrase is backward but you get what i'm saying um nothing is going to change because you haven't you haven't changed you know you didn't do a decision so nothing is going to change in your life other than maybe other people deciding for you and then there's high chances not aligned back again to your one love um yeah so this is really just about the choices that you do and then we're going to the four doctors now this is uh, the term paul check coined and it really just explains the parts in your life that you want to have balance in. So those four are doctor movement, doctor diet, doctor quiet, and doctor happiness. So those are like the four, it's a bit like yin and yang, you have again like four little parts you want to all balance out. So for example, doctor movement, well, we know there's all these different things, right? And it comes back to too much movement too much you you're getting all the energy out you're going to be depleted it's 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 really just too much and you really can work out too much then you're at burnout or some sorts of health issues if it's too little again well you're not going to move enough your body's not going to feel great you're going to get stuck so really focusing on balancing those out and honestly yoga is a great way as well there to put movement into your life um, not actually only for doctor movement, but also about um, doctor quiet, for example, where you take me time. How do I get my time? How do I get quiet? How do I maybe be more spiritual, even if that's what you're looking for? So it could be, well, sleep is a big one, but also meditation. You walk in the dog, you're doing something for yourself. It can be as little as, I don't know, painting your nails, doing something for your physical body, or reading, learning something new, really anything, but just something that gives you more energy, that lets you sort of connect with yourself, be more mindful, go in perspective. And again, you know, we know yin, restorative, breath work, those are great for Dr. Quiet. So that's things I uh, suggest to my clients as well. And then um, we have Dr. Diet. So of course, um, we're looking at food, very individualized there. Oh my God. If life coaching is not individualized, diet is even more individualized. It's, it's crazy in a good way. Um, very, very fun journey and wild ride to, um, to support people there. It really, I personally believe there's no right or wrong diet. It's more like what are you personally as an individual can digest well and looking at well, even if you can digest it well, is it supporting your dream? Because if you, for example, if your dream is to lose more weight or if that's part of your dream and you feel great with your diet and you're not losing weight, it's not supporting your dream. But if, you know, if you're eating something and it's great or if somebody tells you eat this, you're going to feel great, you feel great and everything works, perfect. You know, that's, um, that's really all you want. So you really want to feel energized by your food, better nourished um, and having the, the, the feelings in your body that you want. And then the last one is Dr. Happiness. So 
how do you make yourself and others happy? What really, like, what do you, what do you need for that? And that can tie in again with Dr. Quiet, for example. Well, it ties in with all three of, all four of them, obviously, but it can be stuff, okay, well, maybe more me time or maybe less me time. Maybe I need to connect more with people. Maybe I'm a really social person and I need more friends or I need more um, social events or it could really be anything, but just what is making you happy? And as you guys know, as individual, we all are, can be such a wild range. Just really looking into those things and then looking at the one, two, three, four approach is really what, um, what, what life coaching is about. And um, yeah, so then when there's a life coaching session, that's what we, that's what we literally go through. So of course, if there's any other pressing things and they're going to tie in, it's individualized as every coaching. So I'm really like, hey, what, like, what's, the, what's the most, what's the things you're really stuck on? What's your goals? Where do you see yourself? What, is, what are things I can support you with? And once we look at all these things, we're also um, parallel to that are going to look at the one, two, three, four approach. And really gonna have the person write it down because if I'm like, hey, do this, this, and this, chances are it's not gonna work that well. But if I'm like, okay, well, here's the tools I know how to find your love, for example. So what is your love? And then you are actually taking action and you're finding your own things. And then I can ask you, okay, well, where do you feel you're out of balance? What do, you, what do you feel you're, you're missing in your life? And the funny thing is, I'm seeing that all over. Um, people tell us in coaching what they need. And then our job is to, to help them put that into action items. And this really just opened my mind. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Amazing yet so simple. Because I looked at all these things. Oh my God, what I can what can I give people? What can we do? What can we, you know, what can we do to help you? Hmm. Just sit there and listen. And then the client is going to tell you what they need. And this was really amazing to see. So that's why it's very, um, why it's so individual to work with somebody. No client is going to be the same. I really think it's great to, um, to look at to have some sort of guidance questions and some approaches to work through. That just makes you, it's always something good to fall back to. It's some sort of structure, which is great. I do love structure, <laughs> um, but it just really helps to just be like, okay, well, if this person wants to go far, far away from my structure, let's go with them. And on top, I'm gonna learn something. So that's just really, really cool. And um, yeah, all these topics with the life coaching are really, um, that's what we talk about in our podcast, the Fit Wolf Fusion podcast, and um, all these little questions, we're just trying to break it down. Um, for the, oh, one thing too, because it's such a, we're lo looking at transformation. So motivation is a super big part of transformation, I believe. So if somebody's not, willing to actually change something and it's sort of just looking to sit there and want you to 
listen to them not changing is not the right thing. This is why the questionnaire for people is a little bit bigger so that if they're not willing to fill that out, if they're not willing to dedicate, I believe it's like 15 to 20 minutes to really look at their things and maybe even ask, hey, what does this mean? Um, we're most likely not going to get very far with changing a habit or looking at certain things. So just to give you an example, like the questionnaire looks at, hey, what do you eat? What's your stressors? How's your sleep and wake cycle? When do you eat? Digestion, fungus and parasites, detoxification, and then also diet typing. And then we're just looking at which um, roadblocks you're, um, you're currently facing. Yeah, so that was a pretty wild uh, rant about <laughs> life coaching and all these things. No, I thank you. It painted a really um, clear picture, whole picture, detailed picture. Um, it sounds a lot like like mindfulness coaching, even some kind of similar to like an intro yoga therapy session. Like, let's take a stock of what's coming up for you in your experience. Let's notice, create space for you to notice where you're having imbalance so that we can find a way to move forward to balance, which I also love that balance seems to like be the underlying theme. It's, it's all about balance, right? It seems like what works for you, what makes you feel, which I really appreciate that like you, it sounded like you kept saying over and over, like what makes you feel good? What makes you feel balanced? Um, I also, I also really like the, the, uh, yin and yang kind of concept. It reminds me of the gunas when you were describing the yin and yang, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm seeing like the rajas, the, the doing, the turning, the high energy, the output is huge and you might feel depleted. And then the tamas, the not doing the um, potential energy, the just the sitting, the slow moving. Um, so I thought that was really cool to kind of see, like you said earlier in the podcast, the kind of like mirror a very similar ideas from a different perspective. Yeah, that's actually very true. Um, and then in, in balance, now I'm blanking, was that Sattva? That's between Raja and Tamas? Yeah, because I was looking, I was, I was scanning my knowledge and I was like, I'm sure there's something. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And that's what I meant. And that's what I really just fascinates me all over. There's so many things that I see coming up again in other coaching options. Like I've never taken yoga therapy, but I think it's beautiful that this is very close to each other. And I know Ayurveda talks also about the nutrition and, um, that's why I just feel it's amazing for people to have all these options that they can turn towards. And maybe with option one to seven, they're like, yeah, maybe. And then option eight, they're like, ooh, that's how I do it too. I, I tell, um, I always talk about it as if when I feel the magic, when the goosebumps come in, when I can't let go of a thought, that's when I found the thing that I'm going to pursue next. And of course, it's overwhelming. I mean, there's so many options, yet we just always seem to find the thing that sticks with us most. And they're just going really, really well together. Yeah, with the Rajas and Tamas. Um, and then I also thought about, of course, 
the the more obvious ones right like the movement part and how you do you do yoga and how when when you're a yoga teacher you're saying well hey guys don't just do power yoga or just don't don't just do the crazy vinyasa you got to do the other ones too take a yin take a restorative don't forget the breath work or if somebody's like always really chill in the gentle vinyasa that's amazing now go try at least a power or a faster vinyasa flow balance yourself out and also in a good way get yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone and don't just you know throw yourself off of something and be like Woo, we'll see where this lands but just little steps and then you're going to really open yourself up and explore explore yourself new but also challenging yourself and you're going to realize you're going to be able to do so much more than just uh what you were what you thought you were able to do I really like that a lot um it, it's sounds like it's all about self-study and so I'll be honest with you I was a little hesitant at first because in in the U.S. I've not had a good experience with life coaches they uh, yeah. they tend to 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 project a lot which is understandable, right? It's all a misunderstanding and it's okay. There's space for everything. But I really appreciate that you're not like, I'm here to heal you and I'm here to tell you what to do and I'm here to tell you what's best for you. You're like, no, I'm here to give you, show you some tools that might work for you. They might not work for you. And I love that the first one is love because it's all about self-study. It's all about like, learning about yourself that's what's important definitely i can understand that you feel that there there is there's also i find a little bit of a stigma around it for sure it's tough to navigate that it's also tough to put it in with all the other mindset coaches mindful coaches which i think are beautiful but just where does one start where does one end that, that, that was my first question and then it is it is easy to project something. It's that's why I really understand where they're coming from because it worked for you. You're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I want to share that. It worked for me. Why doesn't it work for somebody else? Well, it doesn't. And I think I'm at this, at this point now, because I was so excited. I just wanted to show everybody what I'm doing. And then I had so much better experiences with listening um, sitting there, taking more in than expressing out. And that really just does so much more for people. And um, one of my guests, that was uh, Jill Renee Feeler. She's amazing. She said, um, let me get that right. That it is absolutely not possible to understand how somebody else feels. And that gives me, it gives me goosebumps as well, because I was like, Yes, now that you say it, absolutely. But we really just want to get understood by others all the time. It really is like this deep need. Yet, how can we? We're all so individual. We even, I bring that example up because I find it so so crazy. Um, we, even when it comes to something simple as colors or tastes, we can't even agree, is this blue? Is this some shot of blue? Some are like, well, this is already green. 
how are we actually going to have the same experience? And that's the beauty. We're not having the same experience, yet we do have the same experience. And then we have the illusion of separation again. Um, and then, as you said, and Michelle puts it so wonderful, it's all just a misunderstanding. It's, a, it's just all boils down to that. That's why I just love hearing all these things from different uh, topics and especially hearing them over and over and hearing them from different people in different words, in different contexts. I had it so many times that something did not land with me the first time. And I gotta be honest, it didn't even land sometimes the fifth, sixth or seventh time. And the eighth time <laughs> I was like, this is the most craziest thing I ever heard. Yeah, right. At this time I was finally able to listen before I was possibly never in the right place or the right space right circumstances, needed some more work, anything. So that's really, um, I, I heard that a lot. And then just, yeah, just laughing at yourself, um, laughing at yourself, being a coach, being, a, being okay to not know everything. Um, the coaching I'm taking right now, what he says, um, how Mark England says, don't be a know-it-all coach. You don't have to have the right answers. Because how, how could you possibly? You cannot. Just give them the tools. And hey, if that's not the right tools for them, be just sure to refer them out. And that's, that's cool. Like if I have somebody, I'm like, hmm, they're not really seeming to vibe with me or what I do. Or, and then I know, for example, you guys, I know maybe yoga therapy can help. Or maybe um, somebody else, maybe they want to see, maybe they do need to see a doctor. Maybe they need to see... A therapist of whatever sense yeah just refer out that's also what Paul Czech sells all the time you can't do it all alone where all this network just refer out stand stand to your gaps stick to your gaps offer your gaps <laughs> not sure how the prices I love that I really appreciate that so much because it's true and expecting yourself to have all the answers I feel like can lead to not a fun place either for you um no you no. know I think that's beautiful relying on other people Michelle says it all the time especially as I I was training to become a lead trainer and talking with her about it and she was like you know you don't need to prove anything to anyone you don't need to prove to the students that you know anatomy and physiology. You don't need to prove to yourself that you know anatomy and physiology. It, you, it, it's okay. Um, and so I really appreciate that approach that maybe someone else will know a little bit better for you. Yeah, um, definitely. I see myself so much in that one. Uh, the second I studied anatomy um, and I did it with the personal training quite extensive, I was like, well, now I need to go out and show others what I know. No, <laughs> that was not what I needed to do. Because <laughs> it's so weird because you have to really also, again, find the balance in coaching. Find the balance between not thinking your client is dumb, but also not assuming your client has studied everything that you did. So explain it in, in good terms. And I was also, honestly, at first... I had all these limiting beliefs around and, you know, sometimes they come up and I have to work through them all again, over and over. 
limiting beliefs about, well, you're too young to do that. You don't have all the knowledge. How can you show somebody this and that? Uh, pff, you don't even speak English like somebody who grew up there. All, like, if you keep going with this, it can take you forever. And then I found speaking from the heart, speaking about the things I do know and seeing, hey, it really can help people. I don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything as a coach. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because it puts so much stress on you. You, you can't. And then it's okay to, to coach somebody in a specific field and be like, hey, I'm going to teach you about this field because I know something about this field and you can learn from me. And maybe in, maybe even in all other aspects of their life, they're more experienced than you and whatever. And maybe they can teach you back. Like that can be a really beautiful exchange. But in this particular field, you might be knowing it. So there's no need to be, oh, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. You always have something to share. Um, now I forgot who I heard this from. Possibly was Paul Tech as well. But he said that... Um, the second you learn something and the second you implemented it in your life, you have something to share and you have something that others might not have done. And we all take these different parts in life where some people pursue one path, some people the other, and we need each other to exchange because in one lifetime, we can't possibly cover all the topics, but that'd be really exhausting. <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, so do you practice compassionate self-forgiveness? Yeah, I do. I, um, all throughout my 500 hours, which is very funny, I never got the hang of um, journaling the way. It, was, it never came naturally to me, but I'm constantly, I'm using other tools now, but yeah, I constantly have to be compassionate because I can do it really well with other people. I can be like, it's okay. And I've been, People told me, yeah, you have just this reeling, inviting presence in your class. I feel really happy. I feel loved. I feel supported. It's okay, whatever I do. And then taking that into my own head, not being super hard on myself, being like, oh, that, that's the real challenge. And that's why I keep on just practicing and uh, learning and improving because I also believe all these, these things that I want to share with people. I want to be authentic. I want to lead by example. I want to be um, the, oh, there's a, there's a great word, which is not coming off my tongue right now. Um, living example. I want to be a living example of what I teach. So of course, there's always little redefinitions to do to be a living example, yet also be compassionate with where you are because you're not going to be perfect all the time and one beautiful thing about life coaching is that it also says hey if you so there's two things one is do it right 80 percent of the time and 20 percent you know you might wander off a little bit with exercise with your diet with your happiness with whatever just make sure it's not so far out that it's so hard to come back like don't destroy what you did before in those little 20 percent but I find that's very nice. That's very compassionate with that we're all human and nobody can be perfect, whatever that is in the first place, 100% of the time. 
And then also, if you improve just by 1% every little day, let's say, as an example, you do, you start with one sun salutation, and every day you add one more. Like you, you already improved. You already improved 1% every day. And after, um, oh, now maths comes, after 30 days, <laughs> you're already 30% better, quotes on quotes, than where you were before. Like those little things. You know, some people are like, I want to improve my life. I'm going to change everything. Yes, that's great. Great motivation. Is it sustainable? Can you really do it? It's hard to change everything at once. And I try. I tried many times. It's tough. Um, some people can do it. Um, a lot of people, I'd say it's too much. And so doing things that you can do a lot of these things and that's why you're totally right it sounds a lot like mindset coaching and mindful coaching because it's about your mindset um how do you set your goals and that's actually one of the courses i'm creating right now time management because i think it ties really well on there and then also ties into a dream and um goal setting and mindfulness just ties all together i mean I can't emphasize that enough how much wholeness there is in general. If you're saying, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to dedicate X amount of time, let's say an hour per week for a change. Okay, that's great. You have that hour. Now half it, do 30 minutes. It's so much better once you actually did those 30 minutes and were able to do it and improve in all these things. Because if you set your goals too high, it's so easy to fail. So set them smaller and then be like, 30 minutes was super easy. And then do that a week and you're like, this is still very easy. I can do 35 minutes from now on and just work yourself from the bottom up rather than trying to go super high and then being like, oh, I can't reach the next step. It's just, it was too much. I couldn't have possibly done 10 hours a week starting from zero. And I think that's really beautiful to just, um, incrementally do it because in the end, if you're wanting to change your habits, if you want to create a nice um, practice, if you want to create a positive habit, it needs these incremental changes that you're going to be able to, to keep for a long time, not super crazy for a short time and then never, ever again. It's the same with meditation. Who jumps in and does an hour of meditation? It's like, oh, this was amazing. No. <laughs> takes a while took me a long time very long time I don't even think I could do an hour right now <laughs> I honestly yeah no me neither <laughs> that's a lot so I, I absolutely hear you like yeah. I've been practicing yoga for probably five six years now yeah I probably could hit maybe 20 minutes if I'm being generous <laughs> <laughs> but I love that idea that like soft and slow and sustainable yeah. Because sustainable yeah. is important, not just the really back and forth extreme from doing all the things and doing nothing and doing all the things and doing nothing. Absolutely. And that's where I found Michelle was, um, her teaching was so amazing because she teaches us yoga sustainable because she looks so much at the body. You want to be able to do yoga for the rest of your life. Even more. Depends. Uh, we're not going to. I think we don't want to open this conversation, but however long you want to do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, you don't want to just do it for five years and then be like, oops, 
my hip joints now are really screwed, my knee hurt, my whatever. And that was such a gift being able to transport that to people. I feel so blessed that I found her because I haven't had many yoga teachers um, that I work with that really, um, yeah, that looked so much out for the body and took so much care. And that's mindfulness in itself. That's a part of uh, life coaching. And I think, I believe that to be one of the reasons why uh, Ryan and I also have yoga teachers as, as clients of ours, which I think is super, super brave. Because I think for a coach or a yoga teacher to seek out help from something that's very similar is way more hard than just somebody who has never been in any realm. Because what if that means they're not a great teacher? No, they're amazing. They're so much better in yoga than I am. And I can show them a different part, though, what they haven't looked at. Coming back to that, um, can I share the, the question, can I share it to others? And all ties together. <laughs> just, just circling around all the time. Honestly, <laughs> in the holistic. <laughs> honestly, it's just like a constant chasing of the tail. You know yeah. what? It's a bunch of spokes in the same wheel that just continue mm -hmm. spinning. Yeah. And I just um, love having conversation with people like you who, who get it and they're able to put something from a different mind point out because you're way more experienced in yoga than I am. And you, like, I, I really appreciate your, um, your thought on how this correlates with the, uh, the, the gunas there. That was great. Now I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate, you know, being able to share perspectives because I feel like that's you learn because we can't it's impossible to know someone else we we live a very uh main character kind of life right everything yeah. is from our own perspective so it, it that's the only way we can learn any different definitely and getting out of that is is super important because again what we see as our life is really only our life and nobody else is going to see it that way and that was a really hard lesson for me. I was like, how is this possible? How do we all live and communicate? We seem to know what we talk about, that if we understand each other, but I guess we're not, but we are. This is interesting. I'm going to ponder about this for years. Maybe in a couple of years, I'll be like, hey, Michaela, I figured it out. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I say so often to myself, I'm like, it is. And it isn't at the mm -hmm. same time. <laughs> I don't know how, but it seems like it's like Schrodinger's box. Like it is and it isn't. It, you don't know until you see it. You never know what's in there until you see it. Like it both is and isn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's really beautiful, Seth. <laughs> um, just a little insight into the, the ramblings of my head. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> That's what's happening in my head. Um, Lada, it's been so awesome to share the space with you, to listen to you and learn from you. I would like all space for you to share anything else that you would like to share, any other ideas, any, um, you said you were talking about a course, if you want to share info about that. I want to hold space for you to share anything else you'd like before we part ways today. Sure. Well, thanks so much. I had so much fun. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, thanks so much. Yeah. So um, I really just, 
hope that um, you got some insight into life coaching. And as we just talked about, maybe a little bit of the stigma has been removed that, yes, some people are not going to do it in a, in a way that they're holding space for you. And some will, as always in life. Um, yeah, please reach out. I'm happy to just have a conversation and all these things. Um, we're, we're really just wanting to create community. I think that's what this is really about. And that's why we are offering the podcast. I think this is a beautiful way to hear about people, to, to get to know people and then um, share courses. That's why some of our courses are free on our website because we just really want to share them. And um, maybe if that's okay with you, we can pop the, the link in there. Yeah, you're nodding. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so just, you know, just being out there. And then the cool thing is, and I, I noticed that if you just really share and want to help people, the good things are going to come to you. I heard this from so many people different ways. Some say like you give something, you get it back seven times, some 10, whatever. It doesn't matter because you're not doing it to get back. You're doing it just because you know that this person that's sitting on the other side is you in some way because we're all one and then <laughs> and then um the the separation as we're quoting michelle again is just this misunderstanding just so that we can exchange and share and just yeah help each other so that's why i really appreciate something a podcast like this us from germany to um to you right now in the u.s just think this is awesome I think so too. It's a blessing from what we've all been experiencing the past couple of years is the, the shift online has been a blessing in that way. Um, absolutely. For the listeners, there will be a link to Lada's website. Um, I will give an Instagram handle as well so that they can explore. Um, otherwise, it's been so fun to share space with you. Thank you everyone for being here. Thank you Lada for your time, space, energy, and knowledge. And we will Thank see you everyone so much. again next time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you.